Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to the Champagne Way, episode 92. I'm Trina. And I'm Jess. And obviously, Lindsay's not here. (laughs) Um, So she is so sorry she cannot be with us this episode. But don't worry. Um, As soon as she recovers from the plague, she'll be back to tell you about her Halloween Horror Nights adventure And also, the travel nightmare it took her to get back here after being stranded in Florida from the Mass Southwest flight cancellations debacle. So, tune in to episode 93 later this month to hear all about it. That will also be our last Halloween episode, so you'll know you want to stay tuned for that. Yes, woo We're excited for that one. And honestly, we're kind of like sitting on the edge of our seats waiting to hear about Lindsay's whole adventure and slight nightmare <laughs> yeah i mean we're we we haven't heard it all from her either so we're real excited about it that's right all righty so jess what is in your cup this week because i'm still pregnant which means i've got water <laughs> that's right uh so actually in my can um i am drinking a ranch oh i thought it was said ranchero um ranch 2 have you drank before you started reading that can? <laughs> I mean, I've had a few sips. Ranchero. Ranchero. Um, Ranch 2 It's a gin fizz. Um, it is from Texas. Um, Texas spirit with lime. Um, and it's a little sweet. Um, it's only 150 calories. Ooh. And I can't read. Uh, we're, we're in the dark a little bit, everyone. We got uh-huh. we got spooky vibes happening. We're actually broadcasting today from our lovely uh, front porch. Yeah, where, uh, we've got pumpkins, pumpkins, orange lights, skeletons, skeletons. I need to name them. Yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> Burton Ernie, Burton Ernie, Burton Ernie. <laughs> um, so this is a premium canned cocktail made with real alcohol. I sure hope so. Um, Great taste, no compromise. Wait, and it said real alcohol it on there. It does, made with real alcohol. <laughs> None of that fake alcohol shit. Thanks, I appreciate that. Um, and I actually got this, so well, I first tasted this at the Wine on the River Festival I went to in September. And um, when I went to get more, and I mean, I was a little tipsy by the time I had my first taste, and I was like, oh, that's good. Um, I went to get more before the end of, uh, before they stop serving, they have to cut off the time. And the woman, I guess she was just trying to get rid of it, just handed me a whole four pack for free. Oh, well, that's always nice. It is. Um, so this is one of those and it's fine. Um, it's a little sweet, uh, but I'll take it. Hey, sweet's not so bad. I guess in excess, if you had to drink like a whole four pack, it would probably be a little too much at, at some point, but yep. So there you go. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm enjoying the ambiance of being out here real quick because I'm noticing that we kind of get like a little bit of the cricket sounds. I think for, uh, and now playing. Now playing. <laughs> Who but, knows if it's Southwest or not? I know, right? <laughs> Probably not Probably this Probably not. Um, but it kind of gives us, it goes along, like I said, with our little spooky vibes and, and my nice orange and purple lights on the house. Oh, yeah. It's very, I love this um, spooky ambiance right now. Yes, yes. We try. We love our, oh, the lights. I got them last year, and I was like, "This is gonna every holiday. I'm just gonna change the color of our house." Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. 
Anyways, all right, let's move on to champagne shout outs. Woo. Um, and I do have a champagne shout out to my husband, Will, um, because I also was in Florida um, and I did not, well, I made a, I had Southwest flight, but I made it in time. Um, and he came and picked me up from the airport after a long work trip. And he was very nice to me and um, very helpful. And he picked me up with um, a cooler full of drinks. And he was just a very good husband and accommodating to me. Oh, well, that's really sweet. Yeah. Especially after traveling and do- dealing with the work workload you had while on a work trip. Yes. So shout out to him. Thank you, Woo-hoo. babe. Way to go. Good. Good job, bud. I know. I, I appreciated him. <laughs> All right. Well, how about uh, booze news? What you got for us this week? Uh, I have some ancient booze news. Anytime I hear ancient, I just, I I, I think a little bit scary. Uh, right? It's it's kind of, it's kind of spooky, scary vibe, I guess. I guess. It's kind yeah. of like, whoa. Um, so... Uh, it was just discovered by archaeologists who mm-hmm. usually do the ancient discovery. Um, they uncovered an old winery in Israel dating back 1,500 years. Whoa. So, guess what? People back in the old day also enjoyed drinking. <laughs> yeah, so this isn't a new thing. <laughs> no. Um, so, they discovered in the city of Yavane, mm-hmm. south of Tel Aviv, um, a facility that they thought was used during the 4th and 5th century. Um, so it was a Byzantine-era winery that would have supplied nearby areas with 2 to 3 million liters of wine each year. Um, yeah. Wow. So they found five large wine presses within the ruins, each one covering nearly 2,400 square feet. Um, grapes would be crushed by foot. So think about that I Love Lucy episode where, you know, they were crushing the grapes mm-hmm. with the feet. Um, and then fermented in large vats and then aged. So super sophisticated. Like they, they like had a system. So why make it anything new? I wonder like previous to finding that, like what was the earliest recorded date of like winemaking? I mean, I don't know. Um, but they, they were drinking it back then. Um, and I, then I guess they exported it. Over to Egypt, Turkey, and Greece. Um, Man. So there you go. Um, I wonder how they f- they figure that out. Fifteen? Because you, you said 1,500 years ago? Yeah. I mean, how do you... It's one thing to discover, oh, this is like how they made it. And this is like the setup and everything. And like put put that one, one and two together. But then how do you figure out that they were exporting it? And to where? I, I don't know. Archaeologist? Archeolo- ar- uh I just think of like Indiana Jones and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But I don't know. They have car- carbon dating. That's probably yeah. not correct. That's trees, maybe. Well, um, but they're magical like that. I'm like, was it hieroglyphics on a wall somewhere? You know, inside the tomb? <laughs> like, uh, right, right. How does one figure that out? <laughs> I don't know. They have magical dating processes. But um, I'm very impressed. And I'm glad to know that people have enjoyed drinking I don't know if they enjoyed drinking because they couldn't drink the water back then, but it seems sophisticated. Like they were like, we're going to import and export wine. Yeah. I was about to say, if it was, and and storing it and everything too, because like if if you were just doing it for the sake of having something to drink, then right. you would just crush the grapes and drink the grape right. juice. But they had a whole system. But fermenting it and like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of neat to know, learn. Learn something new every day. How about that? I know. I like it. So there's your booze news. 
Well, cool, cool, cool. So, Jess, I hear you have some Halloween traditions from around the world to share with us this week. I do. So, you know, um, apparently, uh, you know, here in America, we do the whole costumes and we do the candy thing. And um, that's... And thank God for it. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, and apparently... That's not quite what they do um, around the world. That's a very, um, we, like many things, have Americanized it. You know, real quick for that word. I mean, now, Americanizing it can definitely be like a negative connotation. And it's used more as a negative connotation so many times that sometimes you have to like think about it as like, it's not a bad thing. No. We kind of like turned it into our own thing. (laughs) Yeah, we just like have just done We've just done that thing. Um, but I guess in other parts of the world, um, sometimes they do some kind of Halloween-y things. Um, in other parts, it's more, uh, I guess, religious-based uh, around um, all, say, all Souls Day, All um, Hallows' Eve type of thing. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to share with everyone uh, just kind of what they do around there. Yeah. I, I would say, I know about, like, uh, what, is, I'm going to say it wrong completely, like, uh, it's the, the Day of the Dead. How do you say that in yes. Spanish? It's like, uh. Dio, Dio de, los, de los Muertos. Yeah, Dios los Muertos. Muertos. Yes. I, I try to get it from every time I watch uh, the movie Coco. <laughs> Which is a, I love Coco. That's I love such Coco. such a great movie. I know, um, and I love that it honors that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that is in Mexico, which is one of the most like famous, it's not really a, a Halloween celebration, but it's probably one that, that we as Americans know the most outside of our own country. Yeah, and it's it's uh, technically, it's the day after. Correct? Yeah, I think it's... Or maybe the week after. I think it's like November 2nd. Okay, yeah. Um. Well, that's what this one article that I found said, but um, I want to make sure. It's November 1st to November 2nd. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and that's where um, basically um, families go and visit uh, the cemeteries where their loved ones are buried mm-hmm. and they bring them food and they bring them their favorite drinks and they basically stay the stay the night and just like visit with them and they're basically honoring their family members that have gone before and it doesn't even matter if they, they don't have to be like newly passed on they can it can be like many decades since mm-hmm. um, but they're they're basically um, just honoring their deceased friends and family which is pretty cool I mean honestly that there's a day set aside for that yeah like, i know there's families that are, ha- have a weird traditions about that some people believe i've had this discussion many a times with my my mother-in-law but like some families are just kind of like oh no someone's passed past is past they, they're buried and you don't really go visit the grave very often except for maybe during your morning period and then after that it's just kind of like that's that and then you have other families like my family was actually always really big about no you go visit the graveside if you want to talk to them you go visit there you uh put out the different flowers for the different holidays like so i think it's interesting that this whole culture is built around here's a day dedicated to i I, preserving the past i think a lot of cultures outside of the u.s are built around that um but definitely uh the day of the dead is is for that um so then you go over to romania romania Uh uh-huh um so i don't know if you know dracula Oh, yes. Bram Stoker. Dracula's castle can apparently, 
apparently, maybe, be found in Transylvania, which is a region in central Romania. Mm-hmm. Um, Bran Castle, which is really similar to Brom, Stoker, Bran, Brom. Oh. Um, one of the one of several castles associated with the Dracula legend is apparently open for a dance party on All Hallows Eve. Really? Yes. Is that where they find their victims to? I guess so. Feed on for the next year. I guess so. I would <laughs> love. I mean, sign me up for that tradition. I'm. I would love to do that. Would you plan a trip and travel all the way to Romania to go to Transylvania to go to this castle? I mean, and do this y- dance? yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be for the dance party. I would love <laughs> to just go and go to Bronn Castle or Dracula's Castle. Absolutely. I feel like that's a plot of a movie, though, like that hasn't been in, made yet. But just, you know, Hollywood people out there, if you want to steal my idea, I'd watch this movie. But like, well, what if what if it was like? This this one night a year, they have this event for the people who are fascinated with vampires. But then that's how they like get all their victims. For isn't it? Isn't that year. like oh, I haven't seen this? But isn't that like Dracula two thousand? Don't people go to the castle and they get? I don't know. I haven't seen that actually. <laughs> maybe we need to maybe we need to watch that. <laughs> I haven't either. But I would love it if people just went for this dance party and, and survive and survive. Who's going to survive the dance party? <laughs> who's going to survive? Who's going to and- dance? Who's going to? Who's the last dancer standing? Yeah, I would say someone has to live to tell the story or else people would not come back each year. Yeah. And oh, so who's going to be the last dancer standing? And the only reason they survive is because then they have to bring the next group of dancers the next year. Yeah. Okay. What if the vampires can only come back one night a year and that's their night? Oh, it's the dance party. Oh. oh, all right. We have this movie made. Yeah, somebody. Uh, we're gonna write the script. Somebody, somebody, come. Yeah, don't steal our idea. Or exactly. <laughs> At least pay us a little bit if you do. Okay. Um. <laughs> so now let's actually visit a kind of another monster castle. Ooh. Um, say Frankenstein. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So Germany. Um. Halloween only started to catch on in Bavaria. Um. Roughly twenty years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, and some actually still resist the holiday, but others celebrate it by attending the Pumpkin Festival in Rutzerland. 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 And of course, I think of Bavaria, I think of like Oktoberfest. Yeah. Which uh, maybe already happened. I don't know if it happens at a different time then in, in Germany than it does here. I feel like in uh, Germany, when you say Oktoberfest, like it happens the whole month. Yeah. I, <laughs> in I my guess, mind, that's what happens. I guess so. <laughs> Um, so they they celebrate the pumpkin festival in Retzerland or touring the old ruins of Berg Frankenstein Castle, which is where the Frankenstein horror story began. Ooh. I, I guess. Um, I read Frankenstein before the book by Mary Shelley. Um, and that one actually starts on an ice floe uh, somewhere. Actually, and I thought it took place in Switzerland, but I'm going to go, if Germany wants to lay claim to Berg Frankenstein, they sure can. That's fine. I mean, I yeah, that's pretty cool. They have, I, they have the name, so whatever. So, I'm curious about this pumpkin fest. What do they do at their pumpkin fest? I, I don't know. Um, it doesn't say, but I'm assuming that they do what many of us do at a pumpkin festival, right? Yeah, I guess so. Carved pumpkins. Look at cool pumpkins that have been carved. <laughs> yeah. Um, but e- Eat fall treats. 
That's what I would assume. Um, I mean, you know, it's always interesting that pumpkins were not the original jack-o'-lantern. It was like a squash. Whoa. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I mean, pumpkins have just... It was like a squash. Pumpkins kind of grew in popular... I feel like, again, that could be an Americanized thing. Yeah, I mean, I know a pumpkin is a squash, but it wasn't... I mean, that wasn't like the original jack-o'-lantern head. Huh. Huh. Now I'm picturing... um, Oh gosh, what is it? The 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 horse rider who has the jack lantern head? Why the the legend of Sleepy legend Hollow? Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Like, what if he had like a, just a weird gourd type squash? Yeah, on his yeah. Head that was not a pumpkin. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> it, it like changes the whole like look of the movie. Yeah, it would be really weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so then in Japan, Japan has a parade called a Kawasaki parade hmm um kawasaki isn't that a motorcycle (laughs) maybe um it's a brand (laughs) yeah i i think so here okay let me find what right kawasaki okay kawasaki halloween parade um, and this is at the end of every October for the past 21 years. Nearly 4,000 costumed Halloween enthusiasts from all over the world have gathered in Kawasaki just outside Tokyo. So maybe it is a motorcycle brand, but hmm. because that's a place in Japan. Um, it's the biggest parade of its kind in Japan. Um, but not everyone can just join in the festivities. It has strict guidelines and standards for participating. So you have to apply for entry and pay a fee before the parade begins. I, uh, you know, I could see that. Like, if you're going to do like a mass famous, like you're going to make it like a, an event, mm-hmm. like parade with costumes, you want to make sure that the people who are getting in it are bringing their A game. Yeah. And you also probably want to make sure that if like there's a certain costume trending for that year, you don't have like 50 of those. R- right, right. So you just got to like, you really have to organize it. Yeah. Um. That's kind of cool, actually. I would totally go see that. Also, like, I mean, I have to say in Japan, like, right, like, they're really good at costuming and cosplaying. So, like, I bet it's real good. I bet it is. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking I need to start planning vacations around So, all holidays. these, like, really interesting places. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to just go to Germany. I want to go to Germany during, like, Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that kind of makes sense to do that. I guess I'm, like, late to the game on that. But, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool. Also, I think I misspoke. I just remembered. I said they used to care, like carve. Um, they used to like the first jack o' lantern was a, a squash. I just remembered. I think it was actually a turnip. A turnip. A turnip. Oh, that's even weirder. Aren't it is a lot smaller. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Huh. Well, it's a good thing that they upsized and went to the squash and the, the pumpkin. Yeah. You know, I know people uh, like decorate for their like fall feast and that kind of stuff with like gourds and, you know, just all sorts of different squashes. And, and it's not just about the pumpkin, but carving them. Yeah. I mean, hmm. um, okay. Now I want to tell you about this one. And this is from the Philippines. I don't know. Will you Ooh, know this one? Maybe? I don't know. Okay. I was young when I lived there. So, yeah. So this one is a much more religious one, um, but it's kind of interesting. Um, I can, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Please forgive me. Um, Pangang, Pangan Golulua. Pangan Golulua? Yeah. <laughs> oh, see. Okay. 
Um, it's a tradition in the Philippines in which children go door to door, often in costumes, uh, but they're not asking for candy. Um, they sing and ask for prayers for those stuck in purgatory. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think I remember that. And now, the rituals have increasingly, they have been uh, supplanted by trick-or-treating over the years. Um, some towns are working to revive it uh, as a way to keep the tradition alive and as a local fundraiser. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I could definitely see that. It could be a fundraiser for the schools and stuff because... After a certain age in school, uh, which is something different about, like, the Philippines, yeah. you, you, like, pay to go to high school. Oh, like, really? People are, like, can get sponsored to, like, go. I mean, and granted, there's a lot of things about that. There's, like, certain poor areas and stuff. So, I mean, it's, they don't have the same funding to fund public education. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah. So, there, I mean, you, the people who want to get a full-blown education there, like, they want it. They they earn it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I kind of think is actually interesting. You probably wouldn't get so many kids skipping school if they had to actually pay for it to go. <laughs> um, even on a low scale. But like, so I can see that as being a, like a neat little fundraiser for schools around there. Um, so, yeah. But they don't want kids to ask for candy anymore. Like they're trying to get them to go back around and sing and ask for prayers for soul stuck in purgatory. See, I probably still experienced a very Americanized version of Halloween when I lived over there. Mm-hmm. With some Filipino influence because the fact that, like, there was, like, a strong, like, population of Filipinos that worked on the base and stuff. But I was still living on an American military base. Mm -hmm. So, I'd imagine (laughs) we followed the guidelines, norms, rules, whatever you want to call it. Like, the standard practices for Halloween Mm -hmm. um, based on American point of view. But we probably got a lot more Filipino treats because they're known for having their own kinds of candies and chips sodas the fruits down there are popular and all that kind of stuff like so hmm i wouldn't be surprised if we got those kind of treats but still did the american trick-or-treating right 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 so so you could do kind of like a combination a hybrid of it I yeah guess. hybrid yeah but that is kind of interesting i mean they're very religious people and also the singing thing is very popular over there yeah i, I, I tell you what I, I i don't think i've ever met a filipino that couldn't sing like somehow they are blessed with amazing voices just saying yeah <laughs> like there might be one out of every family that can't carry a tune but they're like most of them can <laughs> yeah huh so. okay that's super interesting um okay so what about ireland and scotland which is actually considered the birthplace of halloween really yeah okay Okay, so, yeah, Ireland is considered the birthplace of modern Halloween with its origins stemming from ancient Celtic and pagan rituals and a festival called Sahamon. Simon? I I can't pronounce things. You guys know this. I feel like you just said St. Simon. (laughs) No, it's Sahamon. Sahamon. I feel like there's an H in there somewhere. <laughs> there, there, there is. And actually, I think if you watch the Trick or Treat movie, Trick or Treat, the Halloween movie. Oh, that one. That okay. one. Yeah. I think it like uh, mentions this. Mm-hmm. Lindsay would know if she was here. And she's probably screaming at me as she listens. <laughs> um, uh, so that took place thousands of years ago. Um, so today, both Ireland and Scotland celebrate Halloween with bonfires, games, and traditional foods like... Barmbrook, 
an Irish fruitcake that contains coins, buttons, and rings for fortune telling. Ooh. Um, yeah. I could get behind that. That sounds cool. Well, so actually, um, in our Halloween here in America, back when there were like more, back before like people went off trick or treating and people used to gather for parties and stuff, I'm talking about like back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, mm-hmm. um, that there were like lots of bobbing for apples and there were lots of fortune telling games. Huh. So it was more like throw something in the fire and see what you can see from it. Or look um, in a mirror behind you and see if you can see your true love. Or like drop a needle in some water and see if it goes a certain way. There are lots of like fortune telling games like that. That's kind of cool. I wonder if that's where like some of these like old little things that you like you learn about and you do as a kid come from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think they really do stem from like party games or, or things like that. Man, that would be kind of cool. I'm like thinking about that. Like that sounds to me at this age, like such an interesting concept and almost more so than just like running around door to door in a neighborhood of strangers and uh, yeah. asking for candy. Which, <laughs> you know? like, I'm sure the candy company is like, you know, they were like, trick or treat. Of course. That a fun thing. That sounds like a grand idea. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, All right, and I think I was going to read you one more if I can find it Um, because it was not taking place on Halloween, but it was so interesting, and I really liked it. If I can find you, Bulgaria. Let me see. Bulgaria. Bulgaria, Bulgaria. There it is. Okay. I just thought this was so interesting. So this does not take place, and all these other ones have taken place in kind of like the, you know, around when Halloween takes place, the end of October or the beginning of November. Um, This one in Bulgaria takes place uh, over the last weekend of January, but it's still delightful. Um, Kukari. It's probably the best costume party in the world. Ooh. It's a centuries-old Thracian tradition that takes place across Bulgaria over the last weekend of January. People from villages and towns across the country come together for the largest celebration, which is held in a Pernik town square just outside the capital city, Sofia, to parade their monster costumes. Um, That sounds so awesome. Yes. Like, how giant are these monster costumes? I, well, I'm going to tell you. Well, I'll tell you some detail. Each village has a distinct monster costume style, but all are intended to chase evil spirits away. The costumes include masks, hair, bells, and wooden structures. So pretty tall, it seems. uh, That truly are impressive. The parades last for two whole days to ensure every group of monsters has their chance to scare away the bad spirits. Dude, that's cool. Um, So... I just think it's great. Um, I like it a lot. It just sounds wonderful. <laughs> that would be kind of like cool to just do. I'm just uh, that somehow I just think of like parade and the idea of building monsters and stuff like that. It reminds me of our college days and having to pomp tissue balls and make like homecoming parade floats. Oh my! Sorry, I'm looking at a picture. Yeah, I mean, and it looks like they're all like kind of in like traditional furs and everything and they are they look pretty tall and they look it's a fun and a bit scary tradition 
that um, it's kind of like a carnival sort of thing. They're fur animal skins. They put on masks and they just run around and yell. Wow. Man, parades in the U.S. need to step up their game. Ooh, they made a, uh, they actually make some pretty scary masks, like scary grotesque masks. Yeah. Dang. Well, I guess that, that's kind of neat that it's like in the name of like scaring away like the evil. And, yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. So those are, that's just a sampling. Um, I didn't really touch too much on the religious side of things, but I will say a lot. There's quite a few um, around All Souls Day, All Hallows Eve. A lot of countries um, away from us or do a lot of like actually go to the graves, um, kind of like Dia, 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 Dia de los Muertos. Um, do visit relatives' graves or, or do traditions like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of concentrated on the ones that are kind of a little... Not silly, but, you know. A little bit more on our kind of, like, fun side of... Yeah, the the lighthearted side. Yeah. Well, leaning a little bit more into, like, the Americanized version of that, mm-hmm. Um, I want to chat about, like, some of the most common questions around our version of Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, is mostly about trick-or-treating. Yes. <laughs> which, again, it'd be really interesting to go back and, like, see, how did that start? Like, you know, people who trick-or-treat, go to the doors, you know, get the candy or get treats, you know? Mm-hmm. And do, do people really still trick anymore? Just saying. I don't know. I mean, I know some people will actually, like, pop up and scare. Like, they'll do, like, things on the porch that, you know, I always loved a good house when, like, you'd walk up to the front door and you'd think, that's just a scarecrow on the front porch, but then someone would reach out for you. Oh, my God. Did somebody do that to you? Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Totally. You never had that happen to you when you were trick-or-treating? No. The only thing that ever happened to me was somebody hit me with an egg. Oh, God. <laughs> I've never had that happen. Yeah. My God. Marshall had that happen, but it was on Easter and it was, uh, well, I mean, it was a whole other thing. <laughs> no. no. I've, n- I've never... That's all. That would scare the daylights out of me. Oh, yeah. But I kind of loved it. Like, that was the whole purpose of it was to scare the daylights out of you. But, like, yeah, there would be different uh, houses we'd go to. And it's like, if you, the more decorative it was up on the porch. Oh, yeah. And the more likely that if there was some sort of a creature sitting there, very still, you just kind of knew. There's a good chance that it's going to pop up and scare you. And, like, the real good houses would wait between groups of kids Mm. So that you didn't see it from the first group getting scared or hear them scream and then be like bracing yourself for it. You right, know? right. So just saying those people always had it like down and they still give you candy, obviously. I mean, of course, <laughs> of course. But what do you think the most common question is around Halloween? I don't know. What is it? It is when do people celebrate Halloween? I see this every year i mean halloween's on the 31st exactly october so that's when you celebrate it see that seems to be the obvious choice to me i like as a kid do you remember going like all random nights of the week or did you only trick-or-treat on the weekends i mean no i went on halloween Halloween. (laughs) yeah see that that's me it was always halloween it was never a question of what it was I kind of feel like with the the age of information that we're in, where you can just look things up online, everyone can communicate, you always have that random person that's going to go online and be like, hey guys, so are we celebrating Halloween on Saturday, Sunday, you know, Friday night, or whatever? Uh, you're, yeah, you're, no, you're totally right. No, so what it was, was I think maybe the Friday closest to Halloween was like the 
the church like Halloween party or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I went to that. But then Halloween night, no matter what, was the... That was Halloween night. That was Halloween. That's but no, you go door to door. You're right. But now in the age of information, people get on Facebook and they're like, what? When? When's everybody in whatever county or whatever city or whatever neighborhood? Like, when are we doing this thing? I swear, like, it was never like that before. It was just like, this is, you just go this on Halloween. Halloween. And I think it's, it's not that it's changed. I think it's just that when someone puts it out there that it could be on a different night, it confuses people. Yep. So then they're like, wait. Should we be doing it on Saturday and Sunday? Like, I don't want to have to do this on like a random Thursday night or Tuesday night. (laughs) But uh, yeah, growing up, I I always knew Halloween is Halloween. That's when you go trick or treating. Apparently, that that baffles people. I well, and I hate it. And look, you got some parents who are like, "Well, little Billy Bob, um, it's just easier and better for the kids if they can go on Saturday night, and then we don't have to take them out on a school night." Oh my God! What like? That's part of the joy that's of it. Part of, that's, part of the, that's part of childhood. Yeah. For one night, Billy Bob can go outside on a Tuesday and it's okay. Well, and from what I'm learning, like I remember when I was a kid, I, I went and I felt like we were trick-or-treating for hours. Yes. Nowadays, I'm probably like look, looking at it, especially with a toddler. I'm like, oh, like we're going to be out for like an hour, maybe two hours tops. So if you started at like six o'clock when it's already dark, you're back home by eight. Like it shouldn't, it's not like you need to be out until 10 o'clock still getting candy from the neighbors. <laughs> well, so like 1000%, my dad would take me to the mall mm-hmm. early and I'd go trick or treating at the mall because like my neighborhood was not the best. Uh huh. Um, just because not a lot of people gave out candy. So my dad would like, sometimes I'd hit up two malls if we went early enough mm-hmm. and I'd get candy from all the mall stores, which like, I know their malls don't exist really anymore. Um, not like they used to. I never knew that malls did that. I'm like, damn, oh, I'm, I was missing out. Man, I got gobs of stuff. So like from the church trick or treating on the, it was either the Friday, if like Halloween was on a Saturday or Sunday, you went the Friday right before, or like, I mean, it's just like, and if Halloween fell on a Friday, then it was the Friday before, like, you mm-hmm. know, church. I do ch- like the, the trunk or treat, right? Yeah, like pretty, pretty much. Or we had like a big gym. So mm-hmm. they did the party. I mean, it was a legit like party. Sometimes they had a haunted house up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about that until just now. It was very fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like I got church candy. I got mall candy, and then I got neighborhood candy. See, that's pretty cool. Like, we, uh, uh, when I was a little kid, like, little, little, like, you know, we lived a lot on military bases, so we would go to the houses on the base. Yeah. And that was, like, our big thing. Uh, usually, if, if there was, like, a, a fall festival at the elementary school, it was earlier in the month, so we'd get candy at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we did anything with the church, it was, like, like you said, there's sometimes, like, little vendors that would be set up at little tables, and they'd do some fun games, and... Uh, I was always like the luckiest person at every cakewalk back in the day. Oh, like cakewalks. I feel like all my luck got spent on those and that's why I'll never win the lottery. Because mm. I ha- only win at cakewalks. And then I recently went to one because I bragged about it and apparently I didn't win at all after doing like 20 different rounds of cakewalk. They just felt bad for me and gave me a treat. <laughs> but like, you know... Now, as a parent, I'm, like, thinking about it, and it's just, like, it's so funny to me that there's still people that are, like, you know, that don't 
know when to go trick or treating, or they they focus. I guess it probably does ha- say a lot depending on where you live at. Because I do understand yeah. there's a difference. Like I grew up, like I said, on military bases, it was safe to like walk around and like right. go door to door and get candy. Um, and then as I got older. You know, and we didn't, we lived in an apartment at one point in time. So it was like, it, it was indoor hallways. So it was not like a thing you'd go door to door in an apartment yeah, building. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Do you, what, what about if apartments, do apartment people give out candy? We, I would love to give out candy in my apartment, but like that does not seem to be a thing. So when I lived at the place where, where you're at now, yeah. Uh, again, it's indoor hallways. Yep. No, never got any. I think we'd set out a, like a bowl or something, but like realistically, no one came by there. Plus, there wasn't a lot of kids who lived in that building. Yeah. So we'd like sometimes set out candy in a bowl outside of a door, but really, no, we didn't. Uh, now, also during my age of of being there, it was like the age of like you're, you know, young to mid to later twenties, where you're single or not single, but like oh, you don't have kids and stuff, and. It's like you're just. It's that's the those were, those were like the years to go party on Halloween. Like yeah, like there was the getting up into high, through high school and you know that's when you kind of stop trick or treating, but like junior high and all that. It was like elementary. I stayed in my neighborhood. It was junior high. It was like you went to your friends and went trick or treating around their neighborhood. Yes, that is so what junior high and like middle school was. Yeah, and then there's that point in high school when you're like maybe I'm too old to do this yep and the only time you'd go do it is if you're like out there with like younger cousins or younger siblings and mm-hmm. you take them trick-or-treating yeah and start that cycle over then you get into college years you go to parties party party then you get it out of college and you're like able to drink you go party yeah. <laughs> so we did that for a while and it wasn't until we bought our house that we were like we still would go do a lot of the halloween celebrations because those were on the weekend not on halloween right and then we always got really excited about giving out candy <laughs> And our neighborhood is kind of one like you've said in yours, where there's not a lot of people giving out candy sometimes. And so we, honestly, like we've seen more of an influx the last few years of trick-or-treaters because we like put on a light show in our front yard to try to attract people to Mm -hmm. come down our street. Because out of all the houses you see over here, there will usually only be like two of them on our street that have their light on. And if they don't have decorations outside, like no one really like comes down here. They're like, I don't want to walk all the way down your street, which is slightly on a hill to come get like a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. So we overdo it. We decorate the yard. So it's a spectacle. Really put out like <laughs> disco lights that are all crazy. Decorate our yard like a graveyard and like make sure that we're giving out handfuls of candy to like thank them for the trek down our street to get free stuff from us yeah of course (laughs) you know try to make it really worth their while yeah of course (laughs) but i mean so i mean i've loved all the different phases of halloween yeah how about you yeah i mean i i totally do and did um elementary school was fun i loved middle school uh and going with my friends to their neighborhood um i think the last time i went trick-or-treating was in middle school um and i we went as a group and i was buffy the vampire slayer Mm -hmm. and my friend michael was an amazing vampire and that was like my favorite time trick-or-treating um it was just it was so much fun and it was like a really good neighborhood because like i said mine sucked Mm -hmm. um and it was great well, see, I, I'm trying to remember what my last year was like, like as a me 
at a certain age being like, I'm trick-or-treating. Yeah. I feel like it was junior high before I got into high school. But I do remember me and my friends, like, this sounds like such a Florida thing to do because that's where I lived at at the time. But, like, we put on, like, I think I want to say we had put on, like, skates, like, rollerblades or something and went door to door. I also remember at one point getting, like, going on bicycles door to door. And I don't know how, I don't know how we managed to do that while also wearing a costume or how far apart these houses were that we thought that that made sense to do. But I can't imagine you going rollerblading. Um, I mean, at least it, like the area is a little bit more flat. So you could do that. But like there are still like steps leading up to houses sometimes. Yeah. Like not a lot. Like, but yeah. I mean, they don't have basements and stuff there. So you you, you, you usually have, if at most, there's like four steps up to a front porch, like at most. But um, yeah, I remember doing that. And then I think it was shortly after that year that we were like, yeah, maybe we don't do this anymore. Yeah. We're getting too old for this. Like and too big. Um. But towards the end there also, we always, we had this one neighborhood and everyone knew it. It was like, this is the neighborhood that has like the rich people. Oh, Every yeah. and Maybe that's why we were on bicycles or on skates because like there was a little bit more distance between these houses because they had big luscious lawns, big long driveways. Every house was on a canal that had a boat in the backyard um, and, you know, because I grew up really close to the beach and kind of like on a peninsula island so it's like there was the river and then the beach and then another river and a little island between like that was one five mile stretch right and so a lot of people did live on a canal have like a boat in their backyard um these were like the mansions it was gated entry to get in there so you couldn't even come in for halloween unless you knew someone who lived in the neighborhood already. oh my god but that was like we hit the jackpot that year and i think that was like my last year i was like i'm going out on a bang <laughs> like did you, did you? I mean, you grew up in this area. Were there any neighborhoods like that that was like, I want to go there. That's the rich people. I mean, there were, but like, well, I never went there. Like, I wish I could have gone. I, we should have gone to like Brentwood. Uh-huh. Um, and we just didn't. Yeah. But we should have because God only knows what we would have gotten there. Yeah. I need to scout that stuff for my kids. <laughs> you should. But mostly because I know I'm going to be that parent that's going to go through their stuff and being like, all right, because I took you out, this is your payment towards me. And you, I'm going to take like... You should go to that one neighborhood. Remember we went to that party like five or six years ago? Oh, with Lindsay. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. See, that neighborhood, that's like when I hit the jackpot one year in Florida. We went to a neighborhood like that. Well, I mean, that house was like, like, remember, we just went there and I was like, we walked in and I was like, uh. Mini uh, mansion. Yeah. And I was like, sure. Yes. I'll show up here to this person I do not know and drink their alcohol and. They have a bonfire in the back, and sure. They had a, f- a professional photographer with smoke, and... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We had the best pictures that year. Yeah, that was, like, a great time. Man. So, that's where you need to take your kids. Yes. Also, Lindsay, you need to, like... Hope you're listening right now. You need to, you need to figure out where those parties are again, because you, you invited yeah. us to that one. Yeah, we, that we need, was a great party. We need to get that back in rotation. Let's go to parties like that. That was like, <laughs> what was that? That was my first year back. That was like, what, 2014? Um, oh, what, gosh. 2015? That's, uh, 2015. I'd say about 2015. But like, yeah. that man, that was one of my favorite costumes, too. I was like a creepy doll that year. Yes. And I just like threw something together. Yeah. But, hey, yours was creepy and it looked awesome. Yeah. Man. We have a lot of good Halloween memories. Yeah. They're a little hazy, but I remember them. <laughs> yeah. So, again, it was, it was during that time frame of our lives, pre-kids, where it was like, huh, this is a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Yeah. We used to go to a party every single year on Halloween that was thrown and sponsored by Miller Miller Lite, I think. And uh, I mean, I think we went to that same one. We, we'd buy our tickets and we would uh, go to it like every single year. And we did it for like five years in a row. Wow. I think it was me and Marshall and like our roommate Ashley at the time and uh, just a certain group of friends that were here in town. We'd always go every single year. It was so much fun. And we always would deck out in the best costumes. Um, but the one that really sticks out was the year that <laughs> Marshall, me, and Ashley, we, we, we decided we were going to go as roller derby girls. And he was our blind referee. But we literally, like, committed to these costumes. So, like, Ashley and I had our themes. I think it was the year that there was a movie that came out that had Ellen Page in it that was, like, all about roller derby. Oh, yeah. There was, there was a... Uh, I can't remember. It was, like, a revival of it. Like, was everyone... it, like, roll, Roller Dome or... Something? I can't remember. Like, it was, but it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, like, it became so popular that year. And all of a sudden, you see this revival of, like, people doing roller derby everywhere. Yeah. And so, we decided we were going as roller derby girls. And, like... When we decided that, we went and bought skates, elbow pads, knee pads, uh, came up with our character names, made our costumes, like really decked ourselves out like roller derby rock chicks and uh, practiced skating for like a few weeks because we were like, oh man, we haven't been on like roller skates for a while. And you practiced at the apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And that was before there was a park there. Was it yeah. before there was a, it was, before it was the just, park. it was just in the parking lot. And yeah. And we would um, practice so that when we went to, I think it was cannery ballroom is where it was held that year. We would be able to like somehow make it around the, the place without falling. And we actually did pretty good. The one thing we didn't account for was just how many drinks get spilled on the floor and these were hardwood floors so like how many drinks get spilled on the floor at any kind of bar on any given night let alone halloween where people just get like wasted wasted uh marshall was on rollerblades he he no he wasn't oh yeah he's been like a rollerblader since he was a kid so he was like i don't need to practice i'm good on these and he was great but uh yeah he was a blind referee on roller skates and uh like Ashley had on this afro wig. It was like it was awesome. <laughs> Did you guys bring backup shoes? Um, no, I think we committed. We were just like, if we're gonna have to take off these skates, like we're gonna just because I'm like, where are you gonna ha- where where are you gonna hold on to shoes at? Like we would have had to carry a backpack. That's very true. So and we committed. It was pretty good. Did you Did you keep them on the whole time? Actually, yeah. Like dancing on a dance floor with skates on was actually so much fun. Like it, it really was like one of our best halloweens i think by far we fell a couple of times but it was again more along the lines of like or fell into someone and someone kind of helped catch us or you know we, we had a buddy system because it was like uh, right you'd have to like you, so her right. boyfriend was there and 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 was able to like help her a little bit marshall and i kind of helped each other <laughs> oh right because you did not have an so that was not um not on skate, not also. On skate. <laughs> but i mean we we did have so much fun Wow, what a what a time, what a treat. Mm-hmm. We had so many good costumes over the years. And then and then it kind of just all ended, but I feel like it was good timing. You know, when it when it started to scale back on like what we did for Halloween. It kind of like slowly over a couple of years we kind of cut back to, yeah, maybe we'll just stay home and give out candy. <laughs> now I'm at that point I'm like, you know, give me a good house party like that one in Brentwood. And I'll buy, I'll pay the $80 for a babysitter that night so I can go. <laughs> I don't know the last 
most wild and crazy party I've been to because I I think all the parties I've been to lately or over the past few years have been house parties. Mm-hmm. Like I think even the parties I've been to with Will, the first Halloween I had with Will was a house party in Union City. And it was it was great. And we did uh, How I Met Your Mother couple's costume, which was fun. I was Robin Sparkles. Mm-hmm. And he was, I think, the hanging Chad from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, but it was just like a house. It was a house party. We've just been to house parties. We've done, we did, we've done that a little bit more in the last maybe couple years. But um, for a while there, I was a part of a couple social networking groups that would host Halloween parties and do costume contests. And so we always kind of really put it like a good effort into them. But I remember, I think, I think the last time we actually went out and i had a costume on i want to say it was the year that like stranger things had just come out the first year and uh so i was uh what's the the mom's name is it joyce yeah i was my hair was like cut at a really good length for it so it was like kind of perfect and uh so i was her for halloween and i kind of like walked around in like the outfit that like she had on and i was like carrying like christmas lights that were battery powered so that they'd like yeah light up and I could talk to them. <laughs> and Marshall found a t-shirt that was like looked like the wallpaper and so he like somehow or another like he he became like the wall with the letters on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lights. Did we go to a cellar Halloween party? We did. Okay, we did do that. Yeah, that was probably 3 or 4 years ago now. No, so that was in that was in 26 no, that had to have been in. So that had to have been in 2015. No, that had to been later than that. I would almost go 16 or 17. Nope, I knew I met Will in April 2016. Did he come with us? That nope. Oh, that yeah, no, you're right. That would have been 2016 or 2015. That was 2015. So then the house party with Lindsay was 2014. Yeah, so 2015 would have been the year I think I had like three costumes. That was a very weird year for me because I, my last day of working at BMI, I'd been there for eight years and my last day was on Halloween. And every year I dressed up for Halloween at work because they always did like a costume parade mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I don't care. It's my last day. It's fitting of me. I'm going to wear a costume. And I dressed up like a unicorn. And <laughs> so the great joy of that was that I had to do my exit interview after working at this company for eight years. I had to do an exit interview with my boss and with HR dressed as a unicorn. Delightful. I had rainbow hair. Oh, it was fantastic. Delightful. I like really committed. Um, my boss said it was very fitting. I was like, oh, that's sweet. That is sweet. <laughs> I love it. But that will go down in history as like the probably weirdest last day. Well, there you go. Ever. There you go. Yeah. And then I think the next day when we went out to Sutler, I was like a gypsy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fun times, man. Yeah. We had some good, good times. We did. But do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for Treat Yourself. Treat of the Week. Treat of the Week. So, did you know that today, the date we are recording on, yes. is the official Parks and Rec Treat Yourself Day. No, really? It is. <gasps> Fine leather goods. Uh, yes, and I use that as an excuse to buy all the things from Amazon today. Uh-oh. Oh, yes. 
Yes. But we're going to start with our treat of the week from Lindsay because Perfect. she has submitted to us even though she is not with us today. Mm. Um, she is celebrating her with her Color Street Halloween nail wraps. Ooh. Have you ever seen those before? I've heard of them. They're actually really cool. My um, my friend sells them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she gave me a set at one point in time and they actually lasted for a very long time. But like, they're like a... You kind of just put them on your nail. They stick on. You can apply some heat, and then they kind of peel off when you're ready for them to come off. But what's great about them is you can get them in these different themes because their theme packs are the best. And, like, for the one that Lindsay sent me, she sent me pictures of it. There's, like, every nail is different. So, she's got, like, a spider web, pumpkins, a ghost, and then one that's, like, glittery orange. And it just looks awesome. I love it. So, their Halloween packs are probably, like, my favorite thing. Um, they also have some for like holidays, like uh, Thanksgiving, fall, uh, like type nails. Yeah. Or you can do like uh, Christmas and New Year's. They have themed. Nails. Are they easy? I guess they're easy to put on. Yeah, they're fairly easy to put on themselves. I think they stick on and then you file the tip off mm-hmm. and then they just come right off. Um, but yeah, I was like, mine lasted. I think when I put them on, they lasted for like. I mean, my, my nails started growing out, so that's the only thing. You should probably take them off after, like, three weeks. I think I let them stay on for, like, five. I mean, whatever. they looked awesome, so I just didn't want to peel them off. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, what about you? What is your treat of the week? Uh, I have two treats of the week. Alrighty. Um, The first is that the Preds start their regular home season um, on Thursday, which will have been after everyone's already listening to this. Um, (laughs) And they started against the Seattle Kraken, which is a new team in the NHL. Um, so that'll be interesting. What a name, Kraken. I know, right? Um, it's it's fun and mythological and stuff. Um, I'm very excited, A, for hockey in October again, Woo-hoo. because that did not happen last year. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to go watch the game. Um, I know lots of people are mad. Uh, lots of Preds fans are mad because I think you have to wear a mask and you definitely have to show some kind of vaccine card and all that jazz. Uh, but whatever, I'm going to go watch the game and be really happy about it. And yay, hockey. Yay. Um, and I also treated myself to something in my Amazon cart. Um, and I bought a kettlebell, which is not as exciting as uh, some other things. <laughs> but that's a good little treat yourself thing if you've been eyeing it for a while. Yeah. Um, it's. I was looking at some different ones because kettlebells can, if you don't know what a kettlebell is... Um, it is, uh, like a weight, uh, but you, it's not like a dumbbells. It's one weight where you can hold it with both hands and you do like, it's like a bell, but weighted. Um, and this one. Good, good description. Yeah. There you, there you <laughs> go. It's a bell, but weighted. Um, and this one, instead of being like just, you know, five pounds or 10 pounds, um, this one, it locks, I guess, so that you can. Um, it can be five pounds or you can add weight to it. So it can be five pounds, eight pounds, nine pounds, or 12 pounds. So it doesn't take up as much space as having like a full set or whatever. Um, and I thought it was pretty good value for its money and everything like that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I've seen those online before. and been curious about them just because, you know, right now a lot of people still aren't going to gyms. And, and so that's having, me. Yeah. yeah, having the ability to do that at home, but not have a whole weight set taking up all that space yeah and i wanted to start doing some weight training and like my arms are not my favorite feature and so i'm trying to treat myself to this hey 
I like it. I'm here for that. That's right. So what about you, Trina? Um, I pulled the trigger on some things that have been kind of hanging out in my uh, Amazon cart. I don't know if you're like that, where you like put things in there that you see online and then sometimes you're like, save for later. Yeah. Because I'm not sure I'm ready to commit now, but like, yeah, I don't want to lose this item. Yeah. In the abyss that is Amazon. Yeah, because you put it in your wish list sometimes and then you forget about it. And then sometimes you go back to your wish list and it's like, it's no longer in stock or if they don't carry it anymore. It's like, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, so I, I prefer sometimes to put it in the safer later because if I'm like really actually thinking of buying it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I I used uh, the treat yourself uh, excuse uh, to go ahead and pull the trigger on buying myself this really nice like purse backpack. Oh. Um, because I'm kind of out of the stage of like wanting to carry a diaper bag backpack for Waylon around but it's like I still need to have more than just like my little wristless wa- wallet type mm-hmm. thing and so I needed something that's kind of like a hybrid between those two things but looked a little bit more fashionable than just carrying around a backpack all the time with a bunch of kid stuff in it because he doesn't need as much and we don't go as many places nowadays so it's like I just kind of need something that might hold a couple things for him and then my my purse like wallet thing mm-hmm. um so i finally got something like that and i'm really excited about it awesome and then i ended up getting a couple of uh like fall type uh tunic or like t- sweater dress type things mm-hmm. because i'm definitely in the i'm the most gigantic i'll ever be kind of phase right now yeah <laughs> so i know i want something that's got room because i'm in my third trimester I know through the rest of this season, I'm just going to be bigger. Um, But I really did a lot of research and I've been trying to find like different kind of sweater dresses or like tunic tops that will transition well. They might fit a little bit more fitted and give room for belly now. But after the new year in January, I'll be a little bit better prepared for like, you know, as I'm losing all this baby weight and uh, getting back into shape, I can also belt them. Oh, yeah. And make them, and they don't, because none of them are maternity. Got it. But there were a lot of people in the comments that were like, I used this while I was pregnant. I use it now, just belted. And so I was kind of excited about that because I got some fall to spring transitional dresses from, that'll go from maternity to. That's the best. <laughs> hopefully just covering my gut for a little while while it's hopefully shrinking. Um, so, yeah. Because I remember after my first pregnancy, I was like, I kind of like came out of it. Being like, wow, I hate everything that I own. Like, nothing fit right. Like, even though it's like I, I lost weight really quickly. And within, like, a couple months, I was actually able to fit into my pre-pregnancy jeans. They just didn't feel right yeah. anymore. And so, it's like I kind of wanted to go into it a little bit more prepared with, like, some looser tunic tops that I can wear with, like, leggings and still feel cute. And yeah. So, I'm excited it. about that. Yay. But if you're listening and you did not treat yourself because you missed the official treat yourself day, which is on the 13th. And then according to the national calendar thing, I think it's actually on the 14th. So, this uh, episode comes out on the 15th. I say there's a little bit of a wiggle room there. If you did yeah. not treat yourself on the 13th or the 14th, do it. Treat yourself. We're giving you full permission to go find something in your Amazon, Walmart, whatever cart that you have sitting out there on the interwebs. You know, pull the trigger. Do it. Do it. Or treat yourself to a nice dinner. Oh, yeah. Do that, too. Heck, do all of it. Do it. Make it a whole treat yourself day. I mean, I'm pretty sure Tom and Donna would say, do it. Treat yourself. They sure would. So listen to Tom, Donna, and us. And us. That's right. And treat yourself. Treat it's time for drink about it. Drink, drink, drunk. Drink, drink, drunk. 
Um, we're going to start this off with Lindsay's. Poor, poor Lindsay. Mm. She submitted one to us that just says she is drinking about having dysentery or whatever the F she has. She didn't say F. She said the word. <laughs> so just imagine Lindsay. Just, just imagine Lindsay. I can't do it justice, but no, I definitely think it's funny that she called it dysentery or whatever. <laughs> Poor thing. We're we're sending her all all the well wishes and hope she gets over the crud real soon so that she can definitely come back for our next episode. Yes. Um, what about you? Um, I am drinking about the cell phone panic that I had when I was out of town. Um, I was on a business trip in Connecticut and my phone stopped charging. Oh no. Um, and I don't know if. But you have ever experienced being out of town in a different state in a different part of the country or wherever and just your cell phone is down to like 20% and it's like 11 o'clock at night and you just, you don't know what to do. Uh, like, um, um, so I was like in a full on panic. I would be too. Um, I had to deal with the hotel alarm clock because like I had to get up at a certain time. I was like, g-chatting will trying to figure out what to do like the the wire my charger just would not charge my phone oh, no. um and it had just been out in the rain coming back from like a late night networking event um and i was like did i get water in the-? and i called a lift for my boss and i and i was like did i get water in there like what has happened were you trying to like narrow it down is it the phone or is it the charger is yeah it yeah pretty much um, so I was like just in a blind panic. So I ended up turning off my phone to try to save battery. Um, I kind of figured out it wasn't the wire. I thought it wasn't because I had a battery pack and it seemed to charge the, the extra battery pack. So I made it to the next morning and Will had found a Verizon store for me nearby, which is where I got my phone. We got our phones through Verizon and I told my boss, And I mean, I'm thinking like I have, this is Tuesday morning and I'm like, I still have another day and a half of this conference. I have travel to not just get back to Nashville, but then to get down to Florida, like Mm -hmm. I'm down to like 22%. Like, what do I do? Oh gosh. And buying a cell phone, even at a store like that, it's like, it's never a simple in and out process. It's like hours committed. Yeah. And I was like, I did not want to buy a phone because Will had told me that the new Pixel was coming out in just two weeks. And we were hoping to wait for a Black Friday deal, which is what happened with our phones. Mm-hmm. So I went, I had enough juice to like get a lift because I, we didn't have a car. We didn't have a rental. So we, I had enough juice to get a lift to the Verizon store while my boss went on to our client's seminar. Um, and so miracle. So I'm just, I'm just like in a panic. And of course, the salespeople are trying to get me to like buy a new phone. And I'm like, I don't want a new phone. I just want to see if my phone can charge. Mm-hmm. So miracle of miracles, um, they have like a, like a wireless charger, mm-hmm. which I didn't even really know existed, where you can just set your phone on the charger. And that worked. Oh, fantastic. I was going to say, Marshall just got me one for my birthday that is a wireless charger. And it like charges my phone, my watch, my AirPods. And I am in love with yeah, it. Yeah, it's very slow. Um, but I did not care. Um, and of course the guy was like, we can like put, we can like pre-order you that the pixel phone. And I was like, buddy, I'm here for like two more days. I don't even live in this state. I don't care. Thank you though. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so anyway, so I got the wireless charger 
And that is what I used for the remainder of my time in the state of Connecticut and on my work trip. And then I, um, Will picked me up from the airport and I used his car charger and it worked to charge my phone. So I guess it's just a bad wireless, bad wire. Anyway, um, I drink about it was I was just panicking about my phone. It turned out in the end, but it's a horrible thing to be in. You you oh. don't realize how much you're connected and need your phone until. Oh, yeah. Losing your phone while you're on vacation or like in any city or just traveling in general, like would be the worst. Yeah. Like absolute worst. Yeah. You rely on it so much. You like you really do. I was just like, wow, like this is nuts. So. See, I had a panic earlier in the year because uh, for work, my computer just one day stopped charging. Ugh. And I was like, okay, I tried my charger. I tried Marshall's charger. I tried different outlets in the house. And so, but it was weird because occasionally it'd start charging, but then it would just not charge for a long period of time. And then occasionally it'd start charging again. And so like I had this one day where I had to write my boss and just be like, I'm down to like 20%. I don't know if it's going to continue to charge or if it's going to stop, but like something's wrong with this. Like luckily I work for a company that is in tech and they were able to send me a new computer like 24 hours later. But for like that moment, I was like panicking because I was mm-hmm. like, do I not work the rest of the day? Like, like I get anxiety about that stuff. Oh like, yeah. Like I need to be working and I'm not working and I don't like that I'm throwing off other people's day because I'm not working. And it was like a whole thing. So I can't even imagine like that. Like I was at least at home, you know, Yeah. <laughs> like, but I do remember having a panic moment of being like, if my computer dies right now, I won't even be able to write my boss because my entire job has been uh-huh. at a distance. I don't have an office to go to. <laughs> like, my boss is in California. So I was like, how do I even like let them know <laughs> this isn't working if it dies? So yeah. what was that? Paris, what's your drink about it? Um, My drink about it, I've got two. Yeah. So my... Uh, <laughs> My wanting to make me drink moment is the karate kid that is inside my stomach right now. Oh. Like, a different positioning between him and Waylon because he, I feel him move so much more than I ever felt Waylon. And I definitely felt Waylon moving in there. But, like, this kid I feel all the time. Like, he is active. I'm curious what that's going to mean when he's out of my mm-hmm. stomach. But my gosh, you Marshall saw it the other day. You literally can see like little punches uh, from the inside of my belly. And you can see it punch on the outside of my belly. <laughs> it's weird. It's really, really weird. And it feels weird. I bet it does. <laughs> and I have two more months of this. So there's Oof. that. I'm like, I don't know how he's going to have any more room to like, if, if anything is just going to get more cramped, which means I'm going to get punched and kicked more often. Oof. So that's fun. Um, but also... Yay, because we have been picking out all the stuff for our renovation. Like mm. everything has come through. We finished our free finance. We've got our attic installed. So yay for that, like the attic door access. And so we're in the packing phase, which is weird because we're packing up our house like we're moving, but we're not. Um, but I trade off is that we're getting like a whole new like living floor space. But um we went and picked out new cabinets um, and new flooring and new countertops the other day. And it was super exciting and also really nerve wracking because everything is in like small sample sizes. Like you get like one by one square of a cabinet door and you pick out your color based on that. And then you look at like this tiny little 
maybe four to six inches by six inches, like square of like granite or like quartz countertop. And you pick out based off of that. And you're like, um, and like, there's so many color variations. It's kind of like, oh God, is this stuff going to match? I mean, I get that, that that's, they're not just going to do a full thing, but like, I'm a visual person and I don't know how I would do that. Uh, I thought I knew everything I wanted until I got there and I was just like, ah, like I, I'm very visual. And it's like, I wanted someone to like, in my mind, I was like, I need technology. I need this person who's trying to sell me cabinets to be so tech savvy that they can pull up a screen right now and be like, oh, this is the layout of your floor. And I want to change all of these cabinets to this color and show you it in this color. And then this is what it'll look like with this granite. And they they don't do that. How do they well, How do they not do that? Um, it's, it's done still very much old schools. Like here's different samples of like cabinet doors in these colors. Here's like some little blocks of your granite. Here's your hardware. And you kind of set it all next to each other. Almost like you're doing like a vision board, but like in front of you. And then you kind of match it all. And they didn't have any countertops that I liked. So, oh, that sucks. So what we ended up doing, like we actually left like so this is where I'm getting a little nervous about it. Um, we ended up picking out. We we had surprised ourselves. We we kind of thought we're going to go basic. We're just going to do white cabinets, white kitchen island, you know, whatever. Um, and we got there and we saw they had like most of their floor had these gray cabinets and we loved them. But we were like, we're not going gray for our entire house. Like that's a little too trendy. Like it might be out the door like two years from now or five years from now when we sell or something. Mm -hmm. But we did decide we were going to do white cabinets for a majority of it. And then the kitchen island, we liked an accent color. So we're doing a dark gray kitchen island. Oh. And then we wanted to have the the, the stone countertops to ma match and blend the colors together. Yeah. Because um, we also have darker uh, stainless steel appliances. And so kind of the countertops will tie it all together. Like I said, they didn't have any that we really like we're like, yes, that's the one. Um, and it's so hard to tell because granite is, it, they have different patterns in them. Right. Um, usually it's a lot more, um, there's a lot more pattern going on it. So it's not going to get, you're not going to get a lot of variation when you see the full slab. Yeah. Quartz, on the other hand, which is really popular now, you get like billowy, like cloud, like patterns and like waves almost in the, the quartz. And a lot of times it's like white, big white with like, maybe gray clouds or like different things like that. And so you have a lot of people who describe it as like, it looks like a storm on it. Yeah, okay. And we tried to go, so we actually went and made an appointment to go to the granite and quartz place to go look at that stuff. And it was funny because we got there and I looked at all the quartz, which I thought I'd love because I see it in all the different pictures on the Instagram right. and I hated all of it. <laughs> and Marshall thought that it looked sterile and like a doctor's office. Um, so we went and looked at all the granites and ended up finding one that we fell in love with. But the lighting there, because it's a warehouse, was very yellow. Mm. And all I kept thinking was like, oh, my God, we're going to get this home and we're going to hate it. Right. Or because we didn't have the cabinets there with us, is it going to match the cabinets now? So it was a big guessing game. I got it home and I actually still love it in our house with our lighting. Um, but it still isn't going to match everything. I I believe it will. Like it's got enough color variation. That's a good thing about granite. They're a little bit busier. That I think it'll actually match everything and tie it together. But there's still like that little part of me that's like, oh, what if the gray is completely wrong? 
and doesn't match it. So I'm still stuck on the fact that this place doesn't have um, touch touch screen or just something <laughs> where they can do at least a general layout. They can. I'm like, but they'll like they sent us like some a general layout that they had worked up after our initial consultation. But like any changes you want after that, like you you pay for them to redo it. No, but I'm just thinking like they're on the spot and they just don't have thumbnails of all the available things where they can. I'm just visualizing where they can grab the thumbnail of like the the dark gray island or whatever, and they can drag it to the island and it populates the island with that color. Like I mean, I'm. I guess I that's technology too far. I don't know, but surely somebody has that. Yeah, I'm like I'm pretty sure there there are places that have it like that exist. So I don't know if it's just like only certain places, but like same thing. I, I was like hoping I'd get there and be I, like, let's put up a digital kitchen that I I'm, can like the, colorize look, everything. There are like games like that out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've seen like little girls play makeup games where they like drag the color and like color <laughs> like people's the lips or whatever, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, you know, I feel like these design places would actually sell a lot more if they can give that visual. Because like, I feel like many people, the hesitancy would be going and picking out these actual samples and being like, okay, can you just show me a digital image of that? And I get that it takes a lot of time. But the thing is, there's also, like you said, those games where it's like, it doesn't have to be an exact match. It doesn't have to look like my kitchen. I just want to look at what does it look like to have a wall of cabinets uppers and lowers these colors and these countertops and you can that's all you can still have the samples there just so people can see the actual like material texture or whatever that's yeah fine but people just need a general layout yeah but so we're excited we've picked out most everything at this point it's just a matter of like getting it installed and doing all the demo of course we got to finish packing up our house first but Yep, that's that's the I'm, I'm warning you if you ever go out there and you try to do a renovation, like keep that in mind. Technology sometimes based on your vendor doesn't match up, but you might pay a lot more if you go to a vendor who does do that on site, like um, pie- piecing it together. Sure. I mean, Ikea will let you piece together a kitchen, but at the same time, do you want to do your kitchen through Ikea and who's going to install it? You know, because <laughs> a lot of times I think you have to have your own contractor who's familiar with their products to do it. Versus like us, where we have a contractor who works with this company specifically and Our, has had great results with them every time. Yeah. So we were like, well, we're going to go with the the recommendation of like our contractor because we trust him. So, Or you could just have oogops of money and, yeah, you know, not, not worry about it and just tell people, just point and say what you want. And if you don't like it, just redo it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the day of, if they come in and we don't like it, we can definitely be like, oh, that's going to look horrible. Let's go, you know. But who knows how much that'll cost or that's when you get delays on your yeah. your, your remodel because you're like, hey, we're not going to use those cabinets anymore. What What's the tentative deadline? Um, As of right now, um, well, that depends. We're still in that process of trying to figure it out uh, mm-hmm. just because of trying to fit in our demo days and also trying to fit in... Um, when they're going to come out and do the cabinets because they can't, we're redoing our staircase and you can't redo the stair, or you have to redo the staircase before we can get the cabinets put in. Oh, well, are you hoping to get this all done before? Before baby? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I want new everything in and installed. Like the whole goal would hopefully be by at latest mid-November. Okay, okay. Like ideally 
you know. So you'd have some time before to like settle in and get everything unpacked and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. I, I want it to be done before Thanksgiving if it's possible just because the... uh uh, once you get into holiday season, it's so hard to try get anyone down to do oh, anything. Right, right, right. That I would just love to have it done by then. There you go. There you go. That's the goal. So you're going to hear me drinking about this a lot for the next few weeks. That's okay. Because life's going to be a little weird. Oh, Lord bless. And I've definitely hit that phase of, I just want to sleep. <laughs> uh-huh. I bet. I am uncomfortable and I want to sleep. And someone is karate chopping me from the inside out. <laughs> oh, bless. On that note... That is the end of episode 92. Thank you for joining in. And remember, if you would like to submit for this, you can do so on our website at thechampagneway.com. Thanks for listening. As Trina said, be sure to check out our website at thechampagneway.com to submit all your champagne shoutouts and drink about it. Don't forget to join our Champagners group on Facebook. And of course, follow us online on Instagram and Facebook at The Champagne Way. And of course, thanks to our podcast network and producers at The Second Sound. Please be sure to like and subscribe to The Champagne Way on whichever streaming platform you use. This has been a Second Sound production. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.